it's like only 38 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's Wisconsin. 38 degrees, 10 degree yards. Uh, right now they're having a beer festival, uh, 1840. Downtown is having like Outside. a beer and a per thing. Oh, yeah. So when they announced it this week, I'm like, huh, well, we are having nice weather because what Thursday was close to 60. And then yesterday was 50. Yeah. And then today starting off, I'm like, hmm, okay, it's 33, no sun out. And right now it's 38 with the sun out, and it feels like, really doesn't feel too bad. No. So, only in Wisconsin. For Wisconsin, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Hey, everybody. Here we are at another great episode coming at you with our odds and ends series. We're still still going strong on this odds and ends stuff. We I got... At least two more episodes worth, so mm-hmm. we're going to keep on trucking with this yeah. stuff. I think a lot of people are expecting, once you first listen to this, that we're going to talk about Milwaukee's weather. <laughs> yeah, no. Or Wisconsin's Well, weather. it was very strange. It was 55 <laughs> degrees Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. Or it's been nice this week. Thursday. I don't remember. We're all over the place. Yeah, it was for February in Wisconsin. It's very strange. Yeah, I'll take it. And it seems like weather is just changing. Everywhere these days, California's getting pounded by rain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we well. also uh, Wisconsin also had a tornado uh, this week in like in southern the state. Was- no Wisconsin. Or no, over by Northern? Madison. Oh wow, they had a tornado. Huh? Crazy. Yeah. Wow. So, what's new with you? Not not much. Um, my whiskey journey has been kind of on the boring side of things which I'm okay with that because I did agree with my wife that yeah. you know that I was going to slow down my purchasing yeah good for and you. if I did buy something it was going to be like a store pick that didn't cost that much like in the $40 $50 range right but nothing allocated really yeah and I haven't been searching for it honestly I think the only thing that I know that's allocated that might be out now that people are looking for is that new um, Old Forester, the 1924. It's like okay. they it's part of that Whiskey Row series, like mm-hmm. that 1910 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But this one only comes out <laughs> once a year, which is weird that it's going to be part of the Whiskey Whiskey Row series because you could get that year round. But it's their first. Uh, Age statement product is a 10-year. Okay. So everyone's going crazy for that. And I think the MSRP is like 115, 120-ish. So I'm pretty sure down the road I might stumble across it later if someone does a raffle or something. I'm pretty sure some of the liquor stores around here that like to keep stuff for raffles, it will be in it. Because I know a couple of stores have got it. I know I'm on... Had it, but he put it on his bar, of course. Is this something they're just made a batch of and that's it? Or are they just going to release it going forward? Yeah, this is going to be a yearly Regular release. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so from what I understand, it's, I guess, the same recipe as early times that we reviewed. When they owned it before Sazerac bought it. And then their high-end brown form and stuff, like King of Kentucky, <laughs> which you can rarely find. So mm. it seems like it's kind of mm. part of that realm. 
in a different mash bill. So okay. Once you say those two things, the king of Kentucky. Oh, this is the closest thing I could get to king of Kentucky. I'm buying it. I'm gonna search for this. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it just just came out. Oh, maybe last month that it released, but people knew about it. I think they released the information that it was going to come out a few months ago. That's a bold name, bold statement. Yeah, 1924, 10-year, first first Old Forester, well, for that line, aged product, because they do have birthday bourbon that's like 11 to 12 years. That's the age statement. Hey, how much was that, uh, that bullet? Malt, you sent me a text of. Oh, the bullet. Yeah, I have no idea. They just released the, you know, the info Where'd on that this week. It? How'd you see um, it? Like Instagram or something? Yeah, Instagram, and then I looked it up online. Um, yeah, and it was like their press release, huh. I guess. So I don't know. Looking forward to that. I don't know how much it's gonna be. I will imagine that it has to be fifty, bucks. 50 and under. Yeah, it's gotta oh, be. gotta be under that. Yeah, fifty and under. I mean, the product just looks like a Scotch bottle. The, the green yeah. tinted. Oh, yeah. With the cool bullet bottle shape. They Still, kept that. Yeah, they kept that. But, hey, man, American Single Malt is taking over. Man, it seems like now if you have a distillery, you have to be making American Single Malt still. Because all the big boys are doing it so far. Jim Beam's done it. They, that one's called Clermont. I think it might be called that. Um, hmm. And then others. Like some of the, well, usually it was mostly the craft distilleries. Yeah. I love it. Keep it coming. Mm -hmm. More the merrier. So speaking of that, Mm -hmm. I got something that I know you've been meaning to, wanting to try. (laughs) I really have not dove in this bottle very much once you see how much I drink out of it. And I had this bottle for a while. Okay. Um, This is probably when I was getting into whiskey. And then I was just getting, well, not random stuff, but I don't know. Anything that came new on the, scene, on the scene, I was just buying it just to buy it. So I could be like, oh, got this bottle. I'm a whiskey nerd down or whatever. Um, so the bottle that we're going to review, and and at the time, I was a fanboy of this distillery, which I'm, I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm still am. But I really don't talk about them as much as I used to. Seems like I talk more about Barstown than I do with my first love, which I'm talking about Jim Beam. Oh. So, today we have Legion. And so, this is a a collaboration. So, I'm pretty sure those of you who listen to this show know that Jim Beam was bought out by Centauri. I don't know if bought out or I don't yeah. know how it works, but it's beams into it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think this is one of their first collaborations that they came out with. So this is a Kentucky Street Bourbon um, whiskey, partially finished in wine and sherry cask. And while I pour this, or kinda after like, I pour kinda this, kind of like uh, Miller Coors. It's like they're <laughs> yeah, two huge companies. They just combined. Yeah, know. I guess you can make that comparison. They're not called Miller. They're not called Coors, but they make their own products. Yeah. So, the top of the label is kind of cool of the bottle. Let's see what we got. <clears throat> so. Kentucky, Japan. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Two true legends, one truly unique bourbon. That's what it says, man. Fred oh. No and 
Centauri's Master Blender, Shinji Fukuyo. Okay. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that the right way. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the deets. First, I'm going to pour this. Legiant. 750, 47%. Mm-hmm. All right. Pour this sucker. Nice color, too. Now, when I first had this bottle... I like when uh, they do this kind of stuff because... When I first usually, had this... it's a good thing. Yeah. Hopefully, it can change my tune on this one. As you can see, you see how full the bottle is. And I had this bottle for a while. Yeah. It really wasn't my jam when I had it. I was kind of... I don't know what I was expecting. But at the time... Is this weeded? No. I'm about the... Smells uh, bready. Like uh, biscuity. Yeah, it does smell biscuity. Since you said that. I'm just from... Yeah, yeah, from the foot and a half away. It's pretty strong. All right. So, Legend is a blend of five-year-old unfinished bourbon from Jim Beam and bourbon that has been finished in ex-wine cask and ex-sherry cask sourced from Spain. So, its finished component is about 60% ex-wine barrels and 40% ex-sherry cask. Okay. And... I will give you the details of the price after we have our nosing and our sure. tasting to see what your your thoughts are. Availability? Did, did you get this here? Yeah. Okay. I think you could still get this. Um, the bottle that I have is like the newer version bottle. It used to look a lot different than this. I don't know if I could... Let me see if I could look up a picture Nah, I do it later. Oh, bottle legend. Yeah, because what was the oldest? I forgot what you said. I know you said there was uh, a five-year. Si- si- uh, yes, a blend of five-year bourbon, and then it was finished in sixty percent X wine cask and forty percent X sherry okay. cask. So the so it doesn't say what the kind only of... The only age statement was that one bourbon that's five. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, Legion okay. was in a different bottle. I would say that the sticker was just clear, as you can see. It was just a clear sticker, other than this gray backdrop. <clears throat> All right. So since I got that out of the way... Yeah, so... Back to what I was saying, once I gave the details here. Um, I really don't like the transparency here. I mean, I know they gave the age statement of the blend of the mm-hmm. five-year bourbon, but it doesn't say what kind of wine mm-hmm. or yeah, sherry. wine cask? Yeah, that's oh. it. Yeah. I don't I'm not picking up any port. But it's definitely finished. You could definitely smell that. I like it. Really? From what I'm smelling, I like it. This might bring you back to your roots of, you know, Japanese whiskey. And a lot of people have uh, 
Mm, well, it's not a misconception. But I have heard a lot of people that are like in the world whiskey game like you that said that if it wasn't for Japanese whiskey, they think that whiskey will kind of plummet a little bit. They were like kind of saying like Japanese whiskey kind of saved whiskey. <laughs> I don't I don't know those details. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or what. I never dove into that huh. and I really don't have credit for the person that I heard say that, but I'm like maybe they're just biased <laughs> and they like Japanese whiskey. I don't know. You know at first uh I didn't pick up on the bourbon. It kind of reminded me that did I don't know if we covered it yet, but I have a Jap I have a bunch of Japanese, but one of the Japanese whiskeys I'm thinking of is Fukano. It's made with rice, and it it kind of has a nose similar to this. Um, must be I don't did it say anything about Japanese casks being used or anything about Japan? That's, that's all I know. Okay, let me look up more. Details. Yeah, that isn't really... I know, it's kind of vague, right? Yeah, it's like, what is from Centauri, or if anything... <laughs> yeah, the bourbon is kind of uh, taking a back seat on this. Even though it is primarily bourbon, right? I mean, it, all of it's bourbon, right? It's just finished in different mm -hmm. casks. Exactly. Yeah, the finish is taken over. Which I'm not complaining. I, you know, I'm gonna bring this up. On, there's a there's a malt coming up. I'm gonna talk more about sherried whiskey. I want to focus on the aspect of sherried whiskeys, and malts. Mm hmm. Okay. There's the bourbon. Yeah. Okay. This is better than what I remembered. After tasting. Let me put a drop. Why not? Yeah, it's, what, 94 proof? There's a couple drops there. I get a lot of sugary stuff on the back end and then some lemon and berries, kind of, on the finish. I don't know, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I... I don't sherried bourbon it. is, is it's strange, you know. It's like sherried malt in Scotland. Sure. Well, you can make some good sherry bourbon. I will prefer it to be, you know, PX for sure because that's sweeter. But I just don't know what kind of sherry that they use. And you think with a brand like this you'll think their marketing will be a little bit better, like an X so-and-so wine barrels or X so-and-so sherry cask. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's it. Usually they're bragging about the oak. Yeah. Where it's from. After adding a couple of drops, I'm getting more of the corn, the dryness come, coming out. But I did not get that. It's kind of closed in. I didn't really pick up on bourbon at all until the taste, the first sip. Yeah, it doesn't smell like a bourbon. Mm -mm. 
Now I see what you're saying. I've been in that whole corn, butterscotchy note on the nose after adding a couple of drops like you did. Yeah. It, it really kind of, after the drops, it seems like the finished kind of went away a little bit. It's still there, but not as prominent as it was before. You know, I have a, this is a little tangent. Quick, quick tangent. But I have an experiment I'd like to do with, with two friends around the world. Because I have a theory that the air impacts the whiskey. The air that's here versus the air that's like in Japan versus the air that's like in Scotland. What do you mean by as far as like humidity air? No, <laughs> no. Like the actual elements in the air that create the air you know it's not the same everywhere at least my theory this is my theory right follow me on this take three bottles all the same batch all the same barrel bottled in the same day right Mm -hmm. you send one to Japan you send one to a guy in Scandinavia and then I keep one here in Milwaukee we all open it on the same day and we enjoy it right Mm-hmm. For six months, eight months, a year. Gotcha. Get the bottle about halfway down, right? So it's had... Oh, so you're not even talking about a barrel. You're talking about no, like a bottle. I'm talking about, yeah, a bottle like sent all to could, a location. So you're is, saying that we all could buy Old Granddad 100 and then just... I would you, say, yeah, or something yeah. like a, 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 a scotch that is, you know, that everybody's familiar with. No, oh, like Lafroig or Lagavulin or something, 16. Something that, yeah, yeah but yeah. something you can pin down to a, a bottle. So it'd have to be single barrel, and you'd have to be, okay, these are all the same barrel, you know. So all things being equal, then you split it up. The only difference is the air it's exposed to over time, over a year. And so it's breathing Milwaukee air, you know, and in my home. Mm-hmm. And the other one is breathing Scandinavian air, you know. And the other one's breathing Japanese air for a year. And then you try, the mail the bottles to each other and you try them and see if they're different. I don't know. It'd be a fun experiment to see if there's any differences. And if there are, there's my theory. It's proven right. That's mm-hmm. my theory, that the air in your home <laughs> affects it differently than the air in somebody else's home. Yeah. <laughs> you might be on to something. I don't know, man. I never thought about that. I, when you first they started, definitely off, change over time. With oh air. yeah, yeah, they do. But as far as yeah. air in different <laughs> yeah. countries, I don't yeah. know. I mean, air is air to me. Yeah, you would think. But when you started off with the conversation, I thought you were talking about a barrel, and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. No. The no, air. but a, but a the experiment is just about the air. All right, that's what I'd do if I could. But I don't know anybody in Japan or people I could just mail something to and say, "Let's do this." Yeah. I mean, you have you a better chance. Out there listening, and you want to. You, you have a better chance part. starting off that process to see if it is remotely true. Because <laughs> I'm thinking that. Air has to be air quality has to be different in different states. 
Yeah. There's you could send the bottle to Virginia and then one over yeah. to California or something. Yeah, and, and like, there's more way. than just air quality as far as pollution See? goes. There's pollution and then there's other elements in, you know, like some may be in a higher climate or a higher uh, altitude. Or, you know, some may be in an area where there's certain plants, you know, that affect the air. I don't know. Anyway, back to the lead. This is definitely some uh, whiskey geek talk right That's here. That's whiskey geek talk. Yeah, man. Have you ever thought about it, man? The air quality in different places, and you just get in a bottle, and you open it up, and the air can be different, man. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. But you're on to something. Yeah. It could be a, it could be a thing. I mean, prominence in Scotland is a huge thing. The location. Why is it... This location here makes a great whiskey, and the location on the other side of that hill does not. You know? Mm -hmm. So, as far as your palate for Legion, I know know that you mentioned it before that you were like, hmm, I like this. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I can't tell if this has any world whiskey influence other than the finish. Well, it reminded me of Japanese. There's uh, there's some smells must... that reminded me of that Fukano Japanese whiskey I have. Similarities. Yeah, I don't know the mash bill or nothing about this. I couldn't find I don't anything. Know if that's Suntory, even. I couldn't find anything. As far as mash bill, because uh, now I'm stumped, man. Well, that's a shame. But that is typical Japanese for you to bury the facts in, like, not on the bottle. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I think I hit the jack part pot. Okay, now now okay, all the Oh my gosh. <laughs> all the facts that I have been looking at are misleading. Because now I'm looking at something that's saying that is non-age stated, but someone might have heard through the grapevine that it was a blend of fire whiskey or something. So, mash bill is 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley, which is Jim Beam's mash bill. And then the cooperage, as we discussed, bourbon, sherry, and this is uh, red wine. Red wine, okay. Yeah. And, And this came out in 2019, like I remember. Then you see how much I drank out of it. I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, I like it now. The bourbon is... If you want a bourbon, this is not... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this is this not, is the, not drink. the bourbon drinker's bourbon no, right here. uh uh-uh. This is... It's buried this in It's like funky, nerdy... Yeah. Nerdy, whiskey nerd type of stuff. Sherry can be overused and wine finishes can be overused and this is a nice balance yeah this is a nice balance um 
it wouldn't surprise me if they're doing if it's not age stated like that if they're doing um, staves you know yeah, like, look. like a quick maturation I want to give this person a shout out Steve Coombs he wrote about this in 2020 here's his comments he said if you like bourbon neat this is for you if you're a scotch drinker used to low proof and wine cast finishes this is for you if you like flavorful cocktails that are that aren't in your face bold this is a versatile whiskey that I'll do the that will do the job instead of stirring to dilute like you normally would to chill in Old Fashioned or Manhattan, place this in the fridge to maintain its fuller flavor. So, yeah. wow. I want to, tonight we could try a cocktail with this. I don't know if I, I, we could do an Old Fashioned. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was from, uh... I get that. Steve, hopefully I'm pronouncing your name right, Coombs. Yeah, this, there's, this is not harsh at all for being 47 percent it is not hot it is pleasant now this kind of changes my thoughts from his review once he said this is a versatile whiskey that'll do the job <laughs> does the job yeah it does do the job i mean you can drink it straight and then i never even thought about it in a cocktail profile but with the finish with the Wine and mm -hmm. sherry. I can see this being really good in the Manhattan, mm -hmm. first of all. Yeah. So, it's wow. It's got those dark fruits um, in, in the background there. Mm-hmm. Spice. Like a good Manhattan would have. Shout out to Steve Coom. Hopefully that's your name. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. So, after having this deal. Mm-hmm. Sipping this nose, seeing what this reviewer mentioned this bottle or what he mentioned about this bottle being so versatile and such. How much do you think that this bottle is worth? That's a good question. I mean, the, Steve said it best himself versatile whiskey. You can how do much anything do I with think this. it's worth? Yeah. How much do I, would I pay for it? <clears throat> we. Had it straight without adding water. We were... A couple of drops helped, actually. Yeah. We weren't, like... I don't know. I can't use the word impressed. <laughs> I mean, we weren't turned away when we before we added water, and then when you added water, it seemed like it got better. It, this... It reminds me of uh, some of the restaurants around Milwaukee that uh, aren't... It's like when you say, well, what kind of restaurant is it? And they can't tell you. It's like, well, is they, this... do a they, they create their own dishes. They yeah. do a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. But it's is it is it Italian? No. No, no, no. no, no. Is, it, um, is it American? No, no, no. 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 And then they would be and like, you it's, can't uh, put your finger on what, 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 do you what say? is this? What they usually say that it's like fusion or something. Yeah, it's like a creation, <laughs> the chef's creation. So this is a fusion whiskey. Technically, yeah, it this is. is definitely one of those out there bourbons where it's. I wouldn't even and, think and of this as a. Bourbon. And you know what? It, when 
I didn't dive into whiskey like really, really hard being the guy that I am today. I started like in 2017 and I was still like up and coming. And then I, I just thought that I had to buy everything <laughs> that other people were reviewing on YouTube or listening to a podcast. And maybe I was just novice at this point when I had this whiskey. And I'm like, because I really wasn't into finished whiskey. Mm-hmm. When it started, like the only thing that I really had was the low proof version of uh, Angel's Envy, and I really don't like that. I like the high proof version of the cash strength um, Angel's Envy, and then this came out, and I'm, I, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, Legion. I uh, know, I saw a YouTuber review it. Let me buy it. I could see this on the shelf for $38. Wow. You're very close, man. Really? Yeah, $39.99. Okay. Wow. Yeah. How would you feel if I told you that it was fifty dollars? Yeah. Would you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because half the stuff now is just marketing fluff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, we've got this story and we've got this artwork, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, okay, so is it any good? I yeah. am just so glad that you said that. <laughs> it leads me into another conversation. Because I did now. notice. Also, that the cover of this, and yeah, the they, mentioned, they mentioned this Japanese artist. Yeah, yep. So it's like, exactly. Okay, so they're selling you some art from a Japanese artist too, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. That's cool. I like it. Looks like a profile of a man and a woman with this Japanese brushwork in between them. Exactly. So, before I get into details, when you were talking about marketing and all this stuff, mm-hmm. what would you rate this? I gotta, I gotta think about that. Because, as you know, I'm not partial to sherried malts as much as I am any other malt. <laughs> Sherry is definitely my least favorite. And I never think of it to go to. Mm-hmm. But I do have them. And yeah. I do drink them. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy them. I tell you, it does soften... Uh, like he mentioned, that, that reviewer yeah. mentioned, that it makes it just easy drinking. It can, it can take it down a notch. It can add a layer. Now, here's a crazy thing. What if I did not see that review and we made cocktails tonight after we record and they turn out very, very good? Yeah, we will both be buying this again, probably. Yeah, that's the thing is, uh, this is what, what makes it difficult because uh, there's a lot of whiskeys I love for cocktails, mm-hmm. but I never would drink them just straight up. Well, um, I, I'm yeah. gonna have one tonight. What uh, should I have? Oh, I'm... Legion. <laughs> I'll yeah. go get find, dig out my legion. Yeah, no. Yeah, but you might be. He might be right. Uh, that might work great in cocktails, for especially for somebody who doesn't want a big bold, you know. Yeah. Powerful cocktail. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm gonna. I was gonna say 85, but I'm gonna go 84. Yeah, I'm going 81. 81. For me. Yeah. For me. Yeah. For Legion. Uh, 
better than what I imagined when I got this bottle in 2019. I was not that what <laughs> I really was not that very uh, well versed in the whiskey like mm-hmm. I am now, mm-hmm. and now I have an appreciation for it. So I'm thinking that once we reviewed this whiskey, I was just gonna hate it. Yeah. I really did, huh. just because of my impression of. Um, when I got this bottle in 2019, when I was probably a year and a half in the whiskey game, and I really didn't dive into it like I have dove into it before. And what were you going to mention? Because I said oh, marketing, marketing and story. And yeah, all that. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Legion got an upgrade in 2023. Legion Yamazaki cast finish. Huh. Eight years old. Huh? 114 proof. Okay. Mm-hmm. Upgrade in every way. Yeah. Shoot the bottle. Yeah. You okay? Look at that bottle. Yamazaki, too, huh? Thinking about Yamazaki, how yeah. much do you think this is? Well, eight years. Yeah, 114 proof. Finishing Yamazaki cask. That's got to be $80 range. Yeah. Really? No. It's $200. Oh. Yeah. No. See? No. Yeah. Uh-uh. So, whoa. Significant no. upgrade. No, 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 no. They don't know their customers, clearly. So it's the same process. Uh, the only thing that. So it's a third finish now and higher proof and longer age. So. But you said Yamazaki barrel. Cask finish blend. So it doesn't include Yamazaki bourbon or, nope. or whiskey. Not that it's I know. It's just of. the barrel. The I, cask. I, I'm going to read it to you, man. I'm going to read it to you. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So on the bottle, it says. Can, just like what we just reviewed, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, partially finished in wine, sherry, and X Yamazaki cask. That's it. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm not buying is that. Well, I tried at a bar, maybe, just to see how different it mm. has developed. By putting it in a Yamazaki barrel, I, I don't know, but yeah. You take so, the Yamazaki part out of that, though. Just the barrel. What do you have? <laughs> Legion. Yeah. You got this at a higher <laughs> proof and a higher age statement. I'm surprised Maybe. that they were that transparent. Maybe because, obviously, Yamazaki is owned by Centauri, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't just say... Hey, X Japanese cask. What? <laughs> but yeah, $200, man. Yeah. They always get us somehow. Well, they, I, they, won't are, get they me. got something with the Yamazaki because they, they the prices just keep going up and up and up. Oh, and up yeah, and up for sure. Yamazaki. For sure. And now they're just using it in any way possible <laughs> to add to, like, add $100 to the bottle by. Throwing the name Yamazaki on there. That's a shame. Like that picture description that you were describing. They just made it gold. (laughs) Same shape bottle. You know. It it was a little bit more attractive. But yeah. $200 man. Yeah. No way. That's the whiskey game for you. Well that was Legion. I know. 
this was a bottle that you wanted to review. And I'm kind of glad that we did review it because now I have a different take on that bottle when I first bought it, like I mentioned before. So we'll see what happens if we make a cocktail tonight. Yeah. And then the next time we record, we may have something positive. Now, what does it cost today? I think about, this, about the same. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there's... So, there, this is for somebody. You know, oh, this yeah. This is definitely yeah. for a certain It's person. somebody out there in the world that... Is, this is part of their mainstay, and they love how it's still available because no one buys right, it. Right, They're like, man, I'm a Legion fan. I yeah. love Legion. Yep. I just love Legion. Yeah. Yeah, I would never think of... Like, what are other sherried bourbons? That are out on the market? Yeah, that are, you know... The only thing I know is Kraft, really. I don't know any big name people. Yeah. I could see Dancing Goat doing a thing like Sherry this or whatever. Yeah, they they think outside the box. Right. I don't think they would even use Sherry that's beneath them. That's too common (laughs) for Dancing Goat. They go crazy. All right. Moving on. I got another oddball. Uh, this is 46%, but that's the end of the normal things about this. This is from, okay, this is by Cadenhead Original Collection, which is an independent bottler. Uh, Ardmore, eight-year-old, mm-hmm. right? And Ardmore is a Speyside distillery uh, that has whiskeys that don't look anything like this. This this whiskey is the darkest scotch like, I've ever seen. It's like 10W30 or something that you put in your car. You can like hardly see through it. Oil. It's And get uh, this, American Drinkers, is in the sh- same shape bottle as like Elmer T. Lee. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. With, does that, do they have the dents on yep. the side here too? Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, very strange, this this one. Um, unlike your normal Ardmore. Now, Ardmore, they typically do a classic Speyside, lighter, straw, gold-colored, lightly peated. Now, as I mentioned, that some Speyside whiskeys will do peated versions, or they pr- primarily just do peated but they're very far in between nowadays. You don't find too many Speyside distilleries doing slightly peated whiskeys. This is one of them. So this may be peated, but I couldn't pick up on it. The whole time I've been trying it, I could not pick up on the peat. But maybe now it's sat in the bottle for yeah, this for a minute. good long time. Yeah. Um, by the way, I came across this recently because I reorganized my entire collection of whiskey. I moved it from one room to this other room in the back. Oh, got new shelves put up, right? Mm-hmm. And I I used to have my collection as one giant collection of stuff from all of it. It was just together, right? And then when we started this podcast two years ago, I... I separated all my high ends and low ends, kept them left and right, right? And then as we went through them, I put the ones we've 
reviewed up on the top shelf. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had three different areas. But then, you know, over the years, it kind of just got all jumbled out of hand. You know, it was hard to keep track. And it was just a mess. So I got a, this new area and I decided to take it all back there and I separated it by unpeated, unsherried scotch up at the top shelf uh, to the second next shelf down to the left all all my peated scotch right over there and then to the right of that all my sherried scotch and I had to look at each bottle and make sure okay does this say sherry on it or any kind of you know sherried cask finish or whatever and I lumped this in there with the sherry malts just because of the color and I'm not entirely sure that it is sherry. Yeah. It but I'm, I'm not, I don't know. If it is, I don't smell and anything. I haven't tasted this and I can't remember when. Yeah. So I'm I couldn't tell you if based on any taste thoughts on memory because it's been probably six months since I tasted this. Before we started recording this episode, Dylan said this had little peat in it. I just poured some. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah, all yeah. over my thumb, and I'm like, "Does it? it smells like magic marker, man?" Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. powerful. I was like, "A little, oh, yeah, yeah." I can smell the peat. A little peat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, huh. it's a little bit prominent. I thought it was gonna just be Funny like very that, faint. That's what I thought too. Yeah, it's like pretty bold. Wow. All right, let me finish my my yeah, yeah, sorry. my st- uh, my uh, move my whiskey move story, and then we'll get onto this. So uh, here's what I found out in doing that, looking at my collection in a different way. I found that I buy just like I like my whiskeys, and I didn't know this that unpeated, un uh, sherried, just you're straight up. Scotch, single malt, uh, single malt in the in the most basic form you can get it. Not finished. It's my or... favorite, and mm-hmm. I by far. Well, I shouldn't say that by far, but I have the most of those. Those are number one. the The next one by close second is peated. Yeah, I'm a huge peated whiskey fan. I didn't realize I had so many peated scotches. And then third, by a long shot, like half of my collection of peated is like half the size of that mm-hmm. is my sherried stuff. And just because I, I'm not not that into it, I guess. Now that I see it, see it like that, I like peated by far. Oh, yeah, peated is... That was an eye-opening The way thing. to go, man. But, and sherried... Okay, I'll say this about sherried, and I think this is why I don't like sherried as much as other ones. Because it can be done right, but it can also be done wrong, and it's... Just, it's it's just not great. Uh, it can be overdone, and it t- almost detracts from the whiskey that it started with because the whiskey it started with was was too ca- characterless. I don't know. Yeah. Not yep. anything great. Uh-huh. And they thought, oh, okay, well, let's take this just par whiskey, and we'll make it a sherried finish, and that will be like, oh, people will be like, oh, look at the color, and look at, oh, it says sherry X. You know, Pedro Jimenez cask, and people will be like, "Oh, it must be great," and it ends up just drowning it in 
more coatings of other flavors and it does it just doesn't work mm. but then you got your Edradours, your McAllen's your uh, uh, Glenn Farkless and uh, Glendronic great big uh, unique characters the, the the main ingredients the scotch itself and then you finish it with sherried and it takes on a whole another level of complexity and just richness and just greatness. It doesn't take away, it adds to. So anyway, there's my little rant about Sherry. Yeah, he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, Abelur Abanad. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's a great example of, like, the best example of when it's done right, you know, in a, in a great batch. Man, is it? It's the best you can get. And I, I'm, I'm under the the impression that they have to use Pedro, Jimenez, because that's my favorite favorite cherry finish. All the other cherries like Oloroso is kind of not my jam. Wow, I'm glad I waited this long to review this whiskey. Yeah, it smells smoky and sweet. Yeah, it's smoky. I did not pick up on that right away. However, brown sugar covered bacon. When we first opened this, you were we were together. Yeah, man, it was probably like two or three summers ago, something like that. Yeah, it was a while. It was a while ago, and we opened it up, and all of a sudden the whole room, yeah, from what smelled I remember, like an Italian restaurant. Yeah, it was like oregano, like oregano, like what? Like you went or you ever go to an Italian market, like a grocery store? Mm-hmm. Where they got the cheese and the wine and all that, all, everything Italian, right? It's like that. It was like a blast of those Italian spices, which was very strange. All right. Wow, I am getting major Pete. Uh, rich, dark fruits. Well, this reminds me of something that we have reviewed before. Hmm. Reminiscent something. Can't put my hand on it right now or finger on it. Huh. Man, this tastes like something we had. I don't know what kind of cask that would be, but that is a. Wouldn't it be on the bottle, though? No, it's not. Yeah, I think they think. will put it on here. I would think too, but they don't say anything about the cask finish. Man, yeah, they 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 would have said, I think, if it was in the cask. But I could be wrong. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. It's kind of making me think of Lagavulin. Yeah. And the taste. Not like comparing it to the 16 at all, but it's like a half the age. Yeah. So I'm like, is this eight year Legavoli? That's like super dark? Yeah. I don't know how they got that color. Some scotches just come out dark. I think some of these scotch places or distilleries add some type of coloring. Oh yeah, that's true. They have to. Especially in a mild climate like that, that doesn't soak up all that oak like it does here in the States. 
Yeah, usually the rule is if they don't state it on the bottle, they they put color in it. Yeah. Because you're thinking about Lagavulin, six, 16 years old, and as light as all get out. Oh, it has like a gold color. I just love the nose on this, man. Yeah, it reminds me of a Lagavulin nose. And it kind of tastes like it, too. Isn't there like a Lagavulin 8? Yeah, or a 9. I think they got a 9. I got the 9. Um... Minus like the iodine that you get from Lagavulin. Doesn't really have that aspect, like that cleaning, you know, the band-aid type of peat. Yeah, you're right. This is almost like a a grilled Mm. smokiness, like charcoal. Isn't that funny that I could not taste the peat before? When it was full. Yeah, when you full. said that before we recorded, and then I nosed it, and I was like, whoa, there's a lot of peat in here. Just goes to show what sitting in a bottle will do for a year. Hmm. Very sweet up front. Also kind of tastes like a, a younger version of um, Springbank up front. Hmm. Smoky Sweet. That 15 that we not saying that it was the 15 but it's kind of has some similarities to it. Hmm. But you, you can tell that it's young. Yeah. Sugary smokiness. Oddball. Mm-hmm. I wish I had I do a like bottle it. of regular Ardmore. Like if they're twelve or whatever, yeah. To to try these side by side, but I don't. No, oh. it's been a while since I had one. Hmm. Almost like a coal fire. Smoke, coal smoke too. One thing I must say. I know they do adhere to this whole independent bottling. I'm not a fan of that because it just confuses me. You mean in America? Yeah, they do adhere to. I can't remember the company. Is it what is it? Lost Lan- Lantern? I think they are uh, independent bottling, but they do hmm. it with a lot of distilleries around. Here I don't even really do pay it. attention to. The independent bottlers yeah, here. They do it with McCarthy's. They do it with Starlight. They oh, do it, yeah. And, and they, they put their names on it, too. Like Lost Lantern. Right. You know, McCarthy's or Starlight or mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the other names are. And they'll, they'll just sell to them because, hey, it's a sale. They can sell some barrels. So I don't know how that works. And that's another thing that I don't like either. When you review independent stuff it's like it's just hard to find things because we don't know exactly what it is mm-hmm. we're guessing at this point that's why i had to like throw this into the odds yeah, and ends yeah, because yeah. it's like i don't, there's no information mm-hmm. and who how available is it no one knows i've yeah. never seen it mm-hmm. i got it at a, a storied company which they just get 
odds and ends here and there, and that's mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. the only time they ever see it. Yeah. So this may not be something you can find here. However, it is a 750 milliliter, so it's meant for the United States. So don't know how many they made. Yeah, I, I posted this bottle on our Instagram page. Oh, yeah. And they they did, well, they didn't reach out, but they did like the post. Yeah. Tag them again. Let me take our other pictures. <clears throat> oh, the nose is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the man. nose is the best part. <laughs> I give the nose a 100. For the, sure. The nose is just... Yeah. Got it all. And then when you have the... Fresh, And then when you have the... Complex? When you have the taste, I mean, it's not that bad either. I mean, it's not close to the smell at all. No. You can tell that they... They're, the heavy cask influence is masking a young... Yeah. Not Even though eight years is not, not that young, but right, it's different in the Scotch world. Eight years here and eight years in Scotland is different. I'm giving this. I don't remember how much I paid for it either. Oh shoot! Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't a lot. But I do remember, for being an eight year, it was a little pricier than I was used to. Part in the eighty dollar range. I don't think it was that much. Oh. No, it was probably $50, $60 range. Hmm. Still, for an eight-year, that's a little yeah, much. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. I think I'm going I'm between 83 and a half and 84 for me. For this whiskey. Oh, it just says matured in oak. It does say matured in oak. That's all it says. In the back, it's all about Cadenhead, um, the the company. You said what? 83 and a half. Yeah, 83 and a half. I'm going to go... Close to 84. Uh, I'm going to go 84. Yeah. I, I'm between just that. Just because that nose, oh, that is, nose so is so great. good. Yeah, that's a great nose. Man. All Independent right. bottling, man, I tell you. Now, in Scotland... That, you can find some great gems. That's where I never pass up looking at independent collections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get into it, too. Maybe I should get Lost Lantern a chance. When I see them post stuff, because I do follow them, and I'm just so confused. I was like, how does this exactly work when you have both names of the independent bottling company? And then also the distillery that you're doing it from. Yeah. I was like, who makes money here? Is it 50-50? Or... I'm, I'm so confused. I think it's just how they do it in Scotland, where they sell you the barrel. You can do what you want with it. Hmm. And that's another thing that confuses me. Why not buy from that distillery? And it's not the same as, um, like, if we were to do a barrel pick, uh... A uh, independent bottler takes the barrel and then does whatever they want with it. Gotcha. So they okay. can say, okay, we're going to just set this on our warehouse for another 10 years. Gotcha. And sell it as a 24-year-old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're going to put it in a sherry butt. Or and, something else. And age it. For put some French oak staves in yeah. there or something. They can finish it how they want and then release it as, this is a art bag, blah, blah, blah finished in sherry or you know mm-hmm. whatever they can just it's it's it makes it uh, a complete one of a kind 
whatever they do with it versus independent uh it versus like barrel picks they it goes from the barrel right to the bottle nothing in between gotcha all right man well that's our show episode 51 right episode 51 in the books uh just stuff we got to clear out nothing uh nothing great but hey sometimes that's what you get yep Next week, we're going to... Okay, next week, we'll do... Next two weeks from now, we'll do... Well, this is actually episode... Wait. 50, episode 52. Yeah. Yeah. This episode 52, let's just do one more odds and ends, and then we'll get back to our regular high and low. All right. I'll see you later. See ya.